Welcome to the Experiencing Healthcare podcast with Matt Staub. Our goal is to provide you with experiential information and leadership ideas that you can learn from. My name is Jamie Preston, and I'm your host. So welcome, Matt Staub. How are you doing, Matt? Good, Jamie. How are you? You know what, Matt? I'm a little, I'm a little aggravated. I got to be honest. Are you? I'm a little okay. aggravated. Tell me about it. And, and here's why. Monday, beautiful weather. I think it was like, I think 70 some degrees in Columbia. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, you know, Tuesday, beautiful weather again. You know, it was gorgeous. Wednesday, beautiful Borderline weather. hot, right? Yep, hot. I mean, it was nice, though. It was nice. Yesterday, beautiful weather. Worked out outside, mowed my grass, beautiful weather. And today, still, it's a little rainy here in Greenville, but it's, but it's, it's, I'm okay with a little rainy. It's 68 degrees. Tomorrow's going to be 48 flipping degrees. Right, that's that's what I can't take. What what in the world is going on? Uh, you know, I I feel like that that's uh that's what you get between February and May and in South Carolina. Uh, that's that that's just the that's the ups and downs of weather. It's it's frustrating, and and the the problem is is I can't change it. I have yeah. no control over it, and I can't change it, which leads us into. Um, our topic today, you know, and, and I, I don't want to give that away. Matt, give us our big idea today because I think it relates because I can't change the weather, but we have a lot of control. We can change a lot of things. Sure, sure. So <laughs> I, I see what you did there, Jamie. That was excellent. Excellently did. Uh, thank you. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I got to have a, um, a time with a, a friend of mine who um you know has lived here for the past several years and and um moved away to start a business and was was back for the weekend i had a, i had an opportunity to catch up with them and my first question to her was was you know in, in classic fashion what what have you learned you know because mm. she started this business i guess uh september so you know, you're thinking six months worth of a worth of a business, and and I said to her, "What have you learned?" And her immediate response, like, didn't even pause to think, was, "Never give up." Hmm. And I, you know, I just I <laughs> kind of just had to to laugh. She's a she's uh her her disc personality type is an I as well, so mm-hmm. you can imagine our yep. conversation is is it's a, it's a fun conversation, light lighthearted and and comical. Um, so, you know, she was, she was telling me these, these antics of, of, you know, just, just fun things. But, um, the, the, the more I kept probing about what did you learn, it was almost like she was telling me all the things that she tried. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, at some point after she she told me a solution that had worked, or or um, finally I said, well, "Well, what problem were you trying to solve?" And it was almost like she had to think about what problem it was that that she was solving because she was so hyper focused on the solution. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I've, I as I, as I left, I had to get out my phone and and you know type down some notes real quick because i felt like that was such a a a, a 
good instance for for to so that we could we could unpack it here on experiencing healthcare um, to talk about the the solution orientation versus the problem orientation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's so good. Yeah, I think that's what people buy is a solution to a problem. And when you can figure out and ask those questions, what problem are we solving? What problem are you solving? And keep drilling down until you really make that clear. That's that's what it's all about. And and I think a lot of times um it's it's easier to point out the problem than it is to think about the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and I had the opportunity to sit in with a, a group this week um, that, that really, you know, the, the person made the comment, um, you know, that the, the, we were talking about a particular scenario, and, and they said, these, these are just excuses, that mm-hmm. we're allowing excuses. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought we're we're putting these things up against especially in this particular scenario we're we're putting these things up as excuses instead of thinking okay how can we do this differently what 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 is the end goal that we'd like to see and and you know a lot of times i'll find um a number of people sometimes even me included asking asking that you know what is it that you would like to see differently or describe that that perfect scenario or that dream scenario mm-hmm. um you know that that really gets a, a person thinking toward what the solution might actually be instead of instead of focusing on the problem so so jamie i think that brings me to to my first point of, you know i i'm i make a joke a lot of times uh kind of tongue-in-cheek about problem pointer outers mm-hmm. and um you know, I've noticed several times this week uh, that that you know there's no shortage of problems that we we want to solve. I, I think the intention of pointing out the problems is to solve them, but sometimes you know that that goes down as or comes across as as let's focus on more problems. Mm-hmm. So, so with my friend, you know, she had a problem and she would try something that might or might not work and then she'd try something again. And, and I think we have this, um, this inherent nature that we want to figure out what all the problems are so we can have one solution that will solve the problems only to find out one solution isn't going to solve all the problems. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I, I think that's where... You know, this week for me, what I would, what I'd say I'd learned if you asked me was, I, I think I'd rather have more solutions to one problem than more problems mm. that that I try to have one solution to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that some of those solutions will transfer over to other problems. Having more of them, I, I think, is really, really helpful. Um, and and I think I think to go back to to the the peer group that I sat in, you know, the the pointing out of problems turns into excuses, which then then causes a lack of action. Mm-hmm. And, and I haven't ever seen a problem solved by doing nothing. I mean, sure, you know, we could we could probably say that there are, are nothing has solved problems before, but 
I, I think the inherent nature of the problems that we're talking about require action. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so kind of that, that I guess you know to to jump ahead. Sorry, that that takes me to really the the point of of tell me about what's going right, not necessarily what's going wrong. So the the thing that I learned from my friend was. Um, she talked about the things that she tried and the things that went right, not necessarily focused on the problem. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there are a lot of things that we do well here here at SC House Calls and, and could probably be applied to, to any individual or any business that, you know, there's some things that you do really well. There's probably some things that you do great. There's some things that, that we aren't great at. You know, yeah. we, we're great at hiring people because we've, we've hired a bunch of people but we we constantly refine that process mm-hmm. and and we're we're not necessarily the best at having a 1 through 1000 step system right. you know the, there's a lot of autonomy with um the way we manage patients with the way uh providers schedule so that that to say taking something that's going right like what are the things that's going right how do we build on those mm-hmm. um jamie you know you, you and i get to sit in ori intensive every week and and every week you know we we have this this week-long training and we're constantly adding things to it or taking things away from it or, or building on it because that that system um happens frequently yeah, and 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 it's easy for us to to build on it now that we've we've got it it set in motion. Um, but to think about you know okay, let's create a a new training uh, that's different than this mm-hmm. would would certainly take more time. So you know the 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 solution to the 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 problem pointing pointing outing is build off what's going right. Yeah. you know how, how do we how do we how do we take the things that are right and um and and not necessarily focus on what's going wrong sure but, but how do we build on what's right mm-hmm. yeah something that's helped me over the years too i think because because sometimes problems can be crippling for people They're like uh i don't know what to do i don't know what to do and that's that's what you that's what you kind of focus on but but i've heard you know people like you i've heard uh, another person Teresa Eunice. That in Scott Middleton, they talk about problems in a different way. They use words like this is an opportunity. You know, this is something we can solve. This is an opportunity to solve a problem. And they don't look at it as a problem as a problem necessarily, but as an opportunity to be able to fix something, uh, opportunity to, to be able to make something better. And I think, I know it can sound just like semantics, but I think it's a mental trick, a little mental judo that really does help. Okay, this isn't, this is a good thing. We can fix this, you know, and I think just having that in your head, I think you can get by some of that anxiety, some of that, you know, mental anguish that you're like, ah, this is, how am I going to fix this? And and instead of getting stuck, figuring out, okay, this is an opportunity and and this is going to be good. So... I think that's something that's helped me over the years is to rethink problems and, you know, what they are and, you know, how to view them. Jamie, I, I think if you unpack a, a, a little bit of what you just said, I feel like a lot of what I see is um, somewhat of a fear, fear of failure, mm-hmm. um, you know, that has such a negative stigma to it and, 
you know, I think some of that problem pointing outing, you know, it makes that a little bit scalable. So, you know, if you talk about, talk about it in, instead of, uh, instead of having a problem, having an opportunity, you know, being solution oriented, it, it addresses that, that failing small versus failing big versus failing forward. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, so, so to, th- to think about, okay, well, this could go wrong might feel like a failure, right? you know, and, and we've talked about that before, but it, but it could go right. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or you could learn that, that this piece of, of, of this is not necessarily the problem that we need to focus on. And, and really it's not something that needs to be factored as a part of the solution. Sure. It's just a, a an excuse that we're allowing to delay us from action. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, something I was just thinking about several years ago, I took an assessment for, it was a different personality, uh, you know, assessment and it was called strength finders. Mm-hmm. And you know, you take the assessment and basically once you're done, it's a pretty lengthy ex- assessment. It, it goes really in depth, but what it kind of outputs is your top five strengths. And it gives you those in order the kind of what you're best at, what you're second best at. And it gives you the top five. And there's, I think there's 38 different strengths that they kind of formulate, but it gives you your top five. And I think too, I think it's the same with an organization or a business you got to figure out what you're good at and do that. And that's the kind of the point of strength finders. Don't, don't try to do something you're not good at. Do what you're good at. And I think it's the same as, you know, figure out what you're doing right and do that, you know, and, and build, like you said, build off of that instead of, you know, going the other way. You know, I think, I think that's the same thing though. Figuring out what you're good at as an organization you know, we're, we're flat and fast, even though we're big, we're flat and fast. We can, very much so. we can turn on a dime, you know, we're very agile. That's a strength. That is a really good thing to be able to do where other organizations, it may take, it may take a year to make a change. It doesn't take us a year. <laughs> so. and, and, and absolutely. We see that as a strength. Mm-hmm. Other organizations might not. Right. Um, sure. But but I I think you're right. You know, there's definitely some parallels bet- between finding your strength and and focusing on what is what what goes right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and I think that that takes me to to you know your priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and and where your priority lies. You know, I, I think about um talking to a, a clinician. I'll just well, I was talking to two. It, it was Brooke and Janet. Um, and they talk talk about trying different things to solve problems for patients. Yeah. And and it was it was not so much that they again talked about the problem that the patient was having, but the patient presented with an issue and both of them talk about the steps that they take to isolate the issue or identify the issue, but then, you know, okay, here's what I'm going to try first. If that doesn't work, here's what I'm going to try, and if that doesn't work, I'm I'm going to try this this last thing. But, but neither one of them were afraid that the first one wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. The first one might work. Yeah. And, and, and great. But if it doesn't, here's, here's my second solution. And I think that's what really triggered me to think, you know, there's, there's a parallel there between the way that, that these, 
nurse practitioners, super nurses, super people practice medicine and the way that, that we as an organization or, you know, as clinical folks or support folks or business folks look at, look at problems Mm -hmm. and, and really, okay, let's, let's, let's try something. And if it doesn't work, we'll try again. Mm -hmm. That old adage of if at first it doesn't succeed, try, try again. Yeah, absolutely. I I was, uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about healthcare and, and one of the uh, people on the podcast, and it's funny because it was a comedy podcast, but this guy had an idea. He's like, man, what if, what if we had a device if you were meeting with your provider and that device could let your provider feel what you're feeling over a telemedicine visit? You know, what if they could literally feel the pain, feel the, you know, symptoms that you're feeling to be able and then say, okay, I got a solution. I know what you're feeling now. Now I can give you a fix. Now, obviously we don't have a device like that. We don't, you know, maybe 20, you it's know, a trillion dollar industry. It's a trillion is, dollar is, industry. Is yes. what, you're, what you're talking about. It, it, it sounds impossible, but I think we do. I think we do. I think, you know, let's take, let's take Brooke, Brooke Howard and Janet Danino. I think what makes them good providers is they are very empathetic people. They do not, not necessarily physically, but they do try to put themselves in that patient's place. They, they have a lot of empathy uh, I would trust either one of them in my care uh, or in, in their, be in their care um, because they are very empathetic. And I think you to be a good problem solver, I think you have to be empathetic and try to put yourself in those that's those per, per, people's shoes to be able to so, really solve their problems. You know, I, I think about the, the analogy that I use um a lot in the in in the economic terms of of principal and agent mm-hmm. um so so it, it kind of seems a little weird but but the easiest scenario is the the real estate agent is the principal and the the person buying or selling a house is the agent and the the agent then has has somewhere that they want to get to they have a a problem that they need help with a solution and the principal then is the real estate agent who says i think you can buy a house or you can sell your house for this much or Mm -hmm. it seems like your price range is this i'm going to show you houses in the two hundred thousand dollar price range not the five hundred thousand dollar price range sure so the the agent being the the person buying the house is dependent on the principal the real estate agent to advise them, and I think that's that's the same scenario of patient and provider, in that the patient has has an idea about the way that they want healthcare, the way that they want medication, based off you know uh, ad that they've seen on TV or mm-hmm. on social media or the way that they feel, or somebody else has has a similar similar instance. And as the provider, they have to, to take that information and say, okay, you do fit that particular medication or this particular scenario because of these things. And you don't fit those because of, of other things. Janet on her desk has a coffee cup that says, don't confuse your Google search with my 
nursing degree. <laughs> and, and I think that's that's the 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 solution that they're providing is that as providers, they they are experts. Mm-hmm. You might be a, you might be an expert on you, Jamie, and sure. I would imagine that you are. And I'm an expert on Matt Stobb. Um, but when it when it comes to my health, you know, I'm I'm gonna look to my provider to provide that expertise about the way that I have health, just like I'm gonna provide that expertise on the way that it makes me feel, the way that the medication interacts. So so all of those things go into finding that solution to a problem. And I think that's where Janet and and Brooke both say, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow this down to to one, two, or three, and, mm-hmm. and, and on, on, on a call recently, you know, they were asked if they felt like they were making a dis- difference, and unequivocally, both of them immediately said yes sure. because of solutions that they're able to provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think their empathy plays a big part of that. You know, they're, they both became providers because they have a ton of empathy, and they, yeah, absolutely. It, you, you've got some points here, Matt, that I that I think we need to get to here. You know, talking about what is your priority. Let's talk about worrying. You know, because I think that's what problems make us do a lot of times, and I'm guilty of worrying. Um, let's talk about you know your illustration. Sure, sure. You know, my my grandmother said that worrying is like sitting in a rocking rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think as we, as you know, you you start pointing out problems, you focus on problems, that turns into to worrying, which can cause paralysis a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. okay, well, I'm here now, so if I do nothing, then it won't get any worse than it is right now, which yeah. I would argue that it absolutely would. Um, but but I, I think that's where, that's sometimes where the 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 fear comes sure um and, and i think oftentimes the problems that we face don't have an easy solution mm-hmm. um it, you know I, I i look at we had our partners meeting this week and there was a lot of information that that came out of of the partners meeting a lot of good insight a lot of um a, a lot of cultural differences if you will between our organization and and other healthcare organizations and you know, I, I see people observing that and and soaking that in to be able to to use that as they um, talk about our mission or talk about our model. And and I see at the same time, you know, I think Scott said, I want you to research this one particular company, and he said, go to you know your your website and and search this company. And I looked up, and, and like half the room wrote that down. Mm-hmm. They wrote down, you know, search whatever, or or they did something. And I, and I think that's that was such a um, telling example for me of a lot of times we're looking for that easy instruction, that easy solution to a problem or to to multiple problems, uh, instead of let's think critically through solutions what is what does it take uh for us for a us to put a solution in place mm-hmm. and and too many times this week i saw instead of what does it take to put a solution in place what are the ways that it won't work mm. and, and and you know 
my commitment this week was was really to take a different approach to that. You're guaranteed I, I, failure there. Absolutely. You're guaranteed um, I, I, failure. I had an instance this week where where I had a reaction to to something that happened that um that that I didn't think through. Mm. You know, and and it certainly could have caused more problems. Um and I I had the opportunity thankfully to to hopefully at least damage control the problem that sure. I had with this individual. And in my head, I thought that that was the wrong thing for me to do. Um, not only as a leader, but as a human. And, and my fix to that was instead of having this, this outward visceral reaction, taking a coach approach, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to, to ask some questions about this particular scenario with this, this individual who I, who I, greatly respect um and and didn't show it at the moment and be able to go back and say okay if i had the opportunity to do this differently or when i have another similar opportunity be able to to take an approach of of asking questions and and seeking clarity to be Mm -hmm. able to move to solution uh instead of instead of what happened yeah absolutely yeah that's that's good that's how we grow though that's what we all have to practice is that okay i i i blew it here how do i fix this now that was a problem you were solving (laughs) for yourself and i think yeah we so many times though we make those mistakes and, and if we don't figure out why we feel like that or why we do that that's you know going back to our mental health conversation the other you know a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago you know, we've got to fix those things and, and the way we lead and, and everything. So I think, you know, thinking about, you know, fear of failure, you know, what's what's the solution there? What you know, you, you know, you're talking about building on things and, and thinking about the problem differently. If you think about failure, think about it from the lens of failure, you're going to fail every time. So what's the solution there? You know, Jamie, I, I'll go back to your your opening scenario of you know the the differences in the weather and the the way that uh, you said you know Monday was great weather, Saturday is going to be going to be cold and rainy, mm-hmm. um, and you know I, I think a couple of things. One, I like you in elementary school probably learned that. April showers bring May flowers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think sometimes you have to go through the the parts that you don't like mm-hmm. to get to the to get to the parts that you do that produce sure. beautiful flowers in May. Um, for for you, you know, I think okay, Jamie does like the weather when it's sunny. Doesn't like the weather when it's cold and rainy. I, you know, just change the weather, Jamie. That's that's <laughs> easy enough, right? But you can't. You can't. There's nothing you can do to change the weather. The mm-hmm. only thing you can do, Jamie, is the way that you respond to it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's that's you know one of the things that um, I, I've tried to instill in my daughter, who you know had the opportunity a couple of weeks ago to to echo that back to me when I was talking about something. She said to me, "Dad, you always tell me." You can't change people. You can only change the way you respond to them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's how you move to solution. 
yeah in in that you know there's only so much you can do about the problem but there's a lot of things you can do to move towards solution yeah absolutely uh i i think that's that's worth its weight in gold right there you know and and having and i think being mindful enough of yourself and watching your responses you know i i i'm going to go back to it we talked about it you know the other day i think that ted lasso approach you know if you watch ted he doesn't have he doesn't react a lot of times to people you know he keeps his composure you know when when people um come at him you know if you will you know like i think of the character rupert you know when you know the dart scene you know he kept his composure he like okay i you know and realizing this person's saying this for a reason that you know maybe they've been hurt in the past whatever but not reacting to it um you know not having a bad reaction to it which we all do at times there's no doubt about it we all maybe in a bad headspace or whatever but you know but it yeah having that you know reaction and and you know changing your approach there i think is is huge you know i and certainly jamie i don't know if you've gotten the same feedback but i that i've got but you know parallels of ted lasso have uh have, have definitely um, come in as, as feedback. But, you know, if you think about think about the show, here's an American football coach going to, to coach soccer. And, and even in the beginning, they're going, you know, what do you know about soccer? And uh, Ted being very honest and saying, you know, I don't know anything about soccer. Um, but what he talks about is, is being able to help soccer players be the best version of themselves i'll Mm -hmm. I'll just kind of paraphrase that sure um and and i I think you know as as leaders oftentimes we we find ourselves saying this is the way that you need to do things uh and and a lot of times that's you know appropriate but you know i I, i'll i was sitting with the case managers earlier this week and and was um, describing some solutions that I, I felt like, you know, were, were potential solutions. And I say, but y'all tell me if that won't work or if I'm off base here, because I've never been a case manager. Right. I, I, I don't, I don't sit in the seat of, you know, interacting with patients every day. So I, I want them to be an expert as a case manager because that's what they do. And, and, and I just want to help them be the best version of themselves so that they can, they can take care of our patients. Um, and, and I think that, that, that real coach approach allows people to see past the problem into the solution that, that they create. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you, you know, we get, you, Jamie, you said it earlier, you know, we, we get stuck on that first step. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to do. You do know what to do. Mm-hmm. You really do know what to do. You, it, sometimes it just takes help making that first step toward the solution. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my last thing here, I think, too, uh, I was listening to something the other day, and they talked about that the why method. Keep asking yourself why. Why? Drill down five times, and, and then you'll get down to the real root, and then you have a really good chance of solving the real problem there. And I think just being curious, you know, and just continuing to be curious and asking why, 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 like an annoying, you know, 
third grader. Why? <laughs> and just keep but doing why? that. But why? Yeah. But, but why? why? And just keep drilling down until you get to the root. And then I think you have a much better chance of solving the real problem at the end of the day. So Matt, how do we respond to this information? Um, I, I hope that that gives people permission if, if they're looking for it or e- even perspective or hopefully inspiration to to not just focus on problems mm-hmm. and, and the the ability to say let's let's think about solutions and, mm-hmm. and really hey let's try some things and if, if that doesn't work then let's let's try something different but you know, from the approach of, of caring for a patient, um, you know, if, if the, the medication that's prescribed doesn't work, then there's something else that you can try. And if that doesn't work, there's something else that you can try. And if that doesn't work, then pick up the phone and call a colleague and say, Hey, these are the Mm. things that I've done. Let's, you know, let's be able to, to troubleshoot those, whether that's about a patient or whether that's about how to fix a phone system. Are you talking about asking for help? What? I can't believe it. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's one of the greatest things we can do is ask for help. I'm so guilty of not asking for help, trying to do it myself. And we need to get out of that. We, you know, we, you know, I, I think of SC house calls and all the organizations we work in. We literally have an endless supply of resources and people that have been there, done that. And there's no reason those solutions aren't sitting somewhere in our company. You know, it's, it's funny that you say that, Jamie, because I'm not great at asking for help either. And <laughs> um, I, I had a, a, a problem that I was trying to solve at, at home. Um, and it was on the weekend. And, and my wife said, well, you know, why don't you just call or text such and such and I was like no it's the weekend I don't want to bother them you know and she looked at me and she said what if they had a problem that they knew you could solve (laughs) and and they text you on the weekend what what would you do I kind of jump at I jump at the opportunity to help this person and they said well how do you know that that person won't jump at the opportunity to help you and I thought Mm. gosh she really is brilliant That's it's great. okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I think that there are a lot of people that do want to help. Absolutely. They're waiting. They're, they're looking for an opportunity to help. You know, I think people enjoy helping. They enjoy, you know, helping other people feel better. And so it's 100%. Ask for help. Just ask for help. That's, that's the message. So, Matt, thank you so much. This has been great. Um, I love I love this topic and I think there's so many different things that we can pick apart and learn in this and apply right away. So Matt, thanks for your time. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we would really appreciate it. Visit our podcast website at experiencinghealthcare.com. If you would like to submit a question or potential topics for the podcast, send us an email at jmpreston at ltchs.com. You can also subscribe to one of our other podcasts in our podcast network, the LTC University Podcast, the Disrupted Podcast with Scott Middleton and Green Practitioner Podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back next week with a new episode. Have a great week.